0: So you know the magic shop downstairs that we've mentioned that sells Rio and Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh what's so it they're... called? Something like time stop or something, isn't it? Easy
0: oh, hours. That's
1: it. <laughs> um
2: That's why I refer it's... to recording the podcast as.
0: <laughs> we <laughs> it's having a complete remodeling. Oh yeah. They have uh moved all the shelves they've ripped they basically took down a back wall um and have just filled the whole place with more shelves um and they're open 24 hours a day so yesterday they put new doors in and for most of the day i guess because someone's always there uh they just didn't have a door they just had a gaping entrance hole <laughs> did, did
1: they like put an ogre in the breach uh,
0: yes he's a nice uh. security man <laughs>
2: You don't want to put an ogre. The ogre will completely go to town on your Rio stocks.
0: Yeah, you don't want an an ogre in your gaping hole.
1: Uh (laughs) And cut.
0: Welcome, listener, to this, The Electronic Wireless Show. This is episode 176, The Best Menial Tasks in Games. I'm almost 100% sure it is episode 176. I've got it wrong for about four episodes in a row, but I'm almost positive this is actually episode 176. This is Rock Paper Shotgun's PC Gaming Podcast, and the only podcast you need in my opinion. And I'm joined uh, this week by Matthew, aged 16. Hello. I didn't really? see that before we started <laughs>
2: right oh good
0: uh and bin Lord uh <laughs> I am bin Lord are mm. He's you He's no related Sir are you related to Lord buckethead
1: that, <laughs> oh that no, chuck- a chuckle I'm merchant <laughs> I'm absolutely not referencing that oh. there'll be no. Like wacky oh, protest politics and podcast. Nate is always
2: stealing his patter from Lord Buckethead. <laughs> He's How known for it. We,
0: all the time. Me and Matthew secretly text each other saying,
1: he did another yeah. Lord Buckethead bit today. Oh, Buckethead's at it again. <laughs> oh, I'm so annoyed with that whole thing because if they'd just done it a little bit, it would have been very funny. Well, that yeah. they did it a lot bit
0: law of diminishing returns, isn't it?
1: Um,
0: If you're an international listener and you don't know what we're referring to when we mention Lord Buckethead, it's fine, don't look it up, you're all right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, uh, how, How are you both? Matthew, age 16, I presume your trousers are soaking wet because you've been attacked by your friends.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah this. amongst other things uh well it's because i from i washed up a, in ice water and blood from all the thrashings you've been given <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry
0: yeah i made it sound like you'd you peed yourself but no you that, know not, that's not,
2: not, the case. Age, not age 16 um, <laughs> uh, only
1: after a particularly savage beating
2: <laughs> well i washed up in a pub when i was 16 you see so
0: i thought i, ah, I was trying to think good. of like a, a theme to tie into the episode um I did a yeah, one shift of washing up in a pub when I was sixteen, and I did not like it, so I went and got a different job.
2: <laughs> the chef was this very angry Scottish guy. He used to get very, very cross if anyone was fussy about anything he cooks. Um, <laughs> and there was a there was a chef's assistant uh, whose only claim to fame was that he kept boasting he had every single now that's what I call music tape, uh, which at the time was only like. I, if they were on volume thirty, I'd be surprised. So <laughs> he was basically boasting about having thirty tapes max.
0: <laughs> this is this is that T-shirt collection gripe you get oh, all over it, again. It's, <laughs> it, I,
2: this is worse than Mirakami's weak ass T-shirt collection. Because <laughs> at least he had like two hundred, which is something, you know, like thirty tape. I who cares. Do you
1: reckon he's carried on? And do you reckon he's carried on getting them on tape? Because that (laughs) would be commitment. I'd be (laughs) impressed by that. (laughs)
2: <laughs> he also told me that he blew up the uh, science department at my school before I got to that school, and that is just not true.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> but it's still got a science department.
2: <laughs> yeah, and it's like I think people would have mentioned that this part of the school had been blown up at some point in the last five years.
1: <laughs> yeah, someone would have talked in hushed tones about the event or something, wouldn't they?
2: Yeah, is <laughs> it people heard the, the strains of now that's what I call music volume 20 followed by a boom <laughs>
1: <laughs> actually that probably would have been about the right time for uh boom shake 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 the room <laughs> by Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Perhaps they just took it way too far.
2: I'd actually go for like a Zodiac killer who communicates with the police and the press by sending them, now that's what I call music tapes, and you have to somehow (laughs) decipher his intentions from the song listing.
1: Is is it too late to have that Riddler in the new Batman? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God.
0: I really like that paul Paul dano going method and only listening to now that's what I call music for eighteen months <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but how
1: are how are you both about how are you bin lord yeah bin 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 lord is acceptable um oh what's what little tidbit can I give you from uh the Orc dolls house project oh yeah. Uh, Did I tell you about my monsters last week? Uh, So last week
0: you told us about the, uh, I think it's an an ogre on a little motorbike.
1: Oh yeah, so I've done a new thing now. So uh, there's loads of lovely monsters in Age of Sigmar, which is what used to be Warhammer. Um, But they look a bit weird if you put them in 40k, because they're giant like fantasy mammoths and stuff so what i'm doing and also making the kits go further is like replacing random body parts with engines so like imagine like a woolly rhino but it's got a v8 engine for a head <laughs> and like loads of ropes and that so it can pull All a right, big, okay. big cart full of junk so that's uh that's quite fun I'm making a brewery as well. Are there,
2: are there, are there any um french tank attendants involved in this?
1: <laughs> I've uh, I've got their heads I'm put them in a freezer at the moment. Not a real freezer that that would be like troubling um in terms of what implied about my mental state. Uh but no I made like a little um a little freezer with little um my like icicles hanging from the top and i've got the heads in there uh like they're the Orc equivalent of rustler's microwaveable burgers <laughs> <A> bit dark <laughs> i you know i think that's that's
0: fine uh but matthew are you well have you got into any wacky hijinks no i, t- I tell you, I,
2: you? I, I i regret to inform you i've i've just been playing video games i'm bloody obsessed with elden ring
1: Really? I thought you were about to say I bloody love video games.
2: <laughs> I bl- I'll tell you this, guys. Bloody I bloody vi- love video games. He's the Henry Cavill of Games.
0: <laughs> Are you um, enjoying it?
2: Yeah, I think it's great. Um Tell us I've, of it. I've always bounced off from software games, but this eliminates a lot of my frustrations. It's still really, really difficult and I'm terrible at it. Um, but it it makes you a repeat a lot less, so you you get less sort of boredom and frustration from that. Uh, just just an amazing monster design. Like I, I think you'd love it, Nate. Like every cave you go into, there's a incredibly cursed thing waiting for you. The very first yeah, look, mini boss I fought was basically a um, like <laughs> it looked like a taxidermied cat, but it was like, but it. It was like robotic. It had all been, it had been sort of automated in some way, and it kind of hopped around, spraying out fire as its head sort of cranked left and right. But it had the kind of texture of this was once a real cat, uh,
1: Are albeit they massive. generated at all, or is each monster lovingly crafted, or
0: lovingly, lovingly yeah, yeah. made? And they all have like secret law that it. You you won't know why, but someone. At from software in Japan will have written like a treatise on why that boss looks like it does and what happened in its life to bring it to that moment. You know? Some big boss loved
2: his cat probably, and then when it died, he decided to turn it yeah. into a fire spewing sort of guard for they're his all, basement.
0: They've all got something wrong with their arms or legs. They either have too many of them or they're really long. That's that's the signature from Soft Look for me.
2: Yeah, there's a there's a mad king in this first area whose whole deal is he sort of he just grafts any bits he likes of other people onto himself so if someone comes along and he's got like a really i don't know strong sword arm he's like yeah i'll have that arm i'll attach it to myself and get his sword abilities so he's got an arm of...
1: made of arms yeah, yeah is it like he a, of... a self frankenstein
2: yeah but very yeah. selective it's not just any old bits he's like you know if you've got uh, I'm trying to think of something you could have wrong. If you've got like a you know, your foot's very sore, he's not that's got a, a terrible bunion. example.
3: Yeah. <laughs> he's not gonna ripers. graft he's
2: not gonna graft your frail leg onto himself. Oh, I think that's well, okay, he pretty great. Yeah.
0: Here's a question then. If you met this king, what bit of you do you think he would
1: nick and graft onto
2: himself? Oh like none of it. It's just all <laughs> like it's just all
1: rotten. <laughs> I think he'd probably have my rippling abs. But no, I've yeah,
0: got quite you soft hair, maybe you'd like your hair, yeah
2: soft hair he take me <laughs> take my hair, my hair's quite like, quite famously soft
1: you're you're not even like balding at all, are you no no,
2: no i've got i've got a, a relatively you know what uh, what do they call it a widow's <laughs> peak, is it they're quite sharp receding like, like yeah. a
1: Dracula job, yeah, yeah.
0: I'd love that if it, like, imagine living under that king and he's just this huge, grotesque, horrible monster. Like, yeah, well, I know he is made of, you know, all bits of other people and he's got countless arms and legs and he's just, he's just like a tiny head on top of this huge, monstrous flesh mound of other bits of people. But man, that hair. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's so <laughs> soft. If you, were a village, if you were a villager in his kingdom... You, everyone just be like, don't let any bit of you get too nice or good. Don't get too good. Because then the king will have it. So, like, just make yourself like everyone has to act like they're, they're slightly weak so that he doesn't get interested in them. That would be how you survive the, the mad you king. Walk,
0: you walk past him and just loudly be like, oh, I tell you what, all my limb, I've, I've got an no. ache in every bit of me. I'm, I'm <laughs> developing a cough.
1: They brush their teeth with Rio.
2: <laughs> but that's the thing uh, you want to you want to like you want your life to last as long as it can. So you don't want your body to be like actively hostile towards yourself, but you also don't want it to be too good. Yeah, it's a very delicate yeah. balancing act of like self sabotage.
0: I tell you what, vitamin H wouldn't last five minutes.
2: Oh no, he'd he'd, <laughs> he'd get the entirety of vitamin H and just, like, have him sticking out of his stomach like a second <laughs> like second torso. A-
0: like, like a flathead like- head on a ship, but on yeah. a normal-sized man. Like a baby in a baboose.
2: <laughs> and he's just there going, I'll be
0: bloody grafted to the king! <laughs> uh... Uh, I mean, yeah, uh, sending in the cavalry, uh, a couple of updates on Henry Cavill, friend of the show and loyal listener, Henry Cavill. uh, He posted a nice picture of his dog on Instagram. And then he did on Sundays, most Sundays, it seems, he does a little video, SponCon update uh, about um, uh, which supplements for working out. He does, it turns out, he does fasted cardio. He went for a run on Mondays. He does a run because he likes to change it up so it doesn't get too boring. But fasted cardio is just like doing a big workout before you eat anything. And I was like, How? I would die if I had to go for an hour run before I had breakfast.
1: I would literally oh. die. Can you imagine? I don't know. I mean, the point is moot, because I don't go for runs. I've always hated running. Like, I'm not like massively anti-exercise, but running's a proper... Shit show. Well, so, it's reckon... only Mondays
0: he does running. He does gym workouts for his fasted cardio. Other days, so I'm learning against my will.
1: Mm. Quite. A I lot always want to eat after exercise. Do you think like, he has it
0: wrong with bodyguards? I don't think he's that
2: fame oh, I'd say I'd say he's like kidnappable famous.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> ab- absolutely. Like an Irish racehorse. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the Queen's new heart.
2: Oh, she she could get Cavill's heart. His heart's probably probably amazing.
1: (laughs) Henry Cavill disappears and nobody knows where he's gone. Maybe they'd do like a sort of heart shuffle. So like, I don't know, some racehorse somewhere would get the Queen's withered heart. (laughs) No, wait, how would it work? Yes, yeah, so like the queen would get game. Cavill's heart and it's like Cavill the would and... have to have the racehorse's heart which
0: it's, would make it's... him weaker. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the how do you get a fox and the bag of grain and a hen across the river. <laughs> um, so yeah, he, but he's doing well. Uh, again, Henry, if you're listening give us a sign. We'd love to have you on the show.
1: Yeah, just because fans. we theorised that you would be a worthy kidnap target, that does in no way mean that that's on our agenda. No, it really
0: it's just a sign of our respect towards you. Uh, and um, you know, if you don't like the nickname Vitamin H, but why wouldn't you? It, it's great. Uh, just tell us, we'll we'll change it up. Um, but <laughs> anything you want, boss. Anything. We'd love. Yeah, come on, talk about Warhammer all you like. He actually did an incredibly earnest post about going to the Warhammer uh hub that he went to. It was like, if you don't know anything about Warhammer, like look it up. There's loads of artistry involved and the design of the creatures and stuff is very sweet. It was it was very clearly his own voice and not Sponcon and I, I liked it. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, that's what's really lovely. Like I keep expecting this all to be revealed as like you know, a big PR charade. Um although you know, I'm presumably like, you know, if they made a film, he'd be the emperor or whatever, and it would all turn out to be worth it. But then it just, every time he speaks about it, as you say, it does seem quite off script. Like, he just very much likes the small grey man. Uh, Yeah. Pleases me.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, But now we should probably, I mean, yeah, shout out Henry Cavill, but we should probably talk, I can't think of a good segue from Henry Cavill to like, Cleaning a toilet or or menial tasks. I bet he hasn't done any
2: menial tasks.
1: the witcher has to do some. I don't know. Well,
0: yeah, what menial tasks does Geralt
1: have to do? Getting a scorpion out of a bath?
0: Yeah. Finding some puppets. He's
1: (laughs) in the bath, though. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, that makes it an even trickier task.
2: The thing about Witcher Castle is that it's only dudes there. It's like only witches live there. So some of them, have, like in theory, it, it, amongst their everyday duties, like there has to be a cleaning rotor, right?
0: Yeah, that's so, true. I
2: think we can infer that he has cleaned is a toilet they, or two.
0: They don't what, is it have just servants. Witches
2: there? Yeah, there's no, they don't have like servants because there's only like five witches left, isn't there?
1: <laughs> So when they used to have a full castle, do you reckon they had loads of servants but I they had to th- do budget cuts? I don't think
2: so. if- I think it's more like the military where they probably like as part of their discipline and training they kind of take it in turns to clean up after each other. It's not like the army has loads of
1: maids.
0: But you be- I bet like they would make the-, the younger witches do the Oh for sure. The groundwork,
1: yeah. right, yeah. Yeah. What do you reckon a witch a turd is like?
2: Oh awful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know that
2: Vesemir absolutely destroys a bathroom.
1: <laughs> it comes out in the shape of a wolf's head. <laughs> <laughs> it glows when danger is nearby. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: well, this week we're talking about the best menial tasks. In- <laughs> So this was um, inspired by uh, the, I can't remember why, but I was thinking about Fable and because I, I, I got really good at pulling pints in Fable 2. That's the thing, one of the things you can do. Yeah. Uh,
2: I, wrote, I wrote down Fable 3 mini jobs.
0: Yeah. The Fable mini jobs. Are great. Do you know much of the Fable sort of mini jobs, <laughs> Nate? No, I've never Fabled up, actually. Enlighten me. Well, you can get, like, XP if you need to XP farm, basically. Um, You can just do a job. (laughs) Or it's gold. I think it's gold farming. I can't remember which exactly. Maybe both. Um, But you can just – there are some places where you can just do jobs. So you can, like, um, chop wood. uh, And it's basically just, like, a rhythm that you have to press – A button at the right time and uh, pulling pints at the pub was my favourite one because you just had to hold it down um, until you'd filled the pint perfectly. And if you went too far, then you ruined the pint. It was good, and then you lost your multiplier and stuff. But again, and it's literally they're just in the game to just I don't know, so you don't have to go and like you know kill boars or whatever. Kill loads of mobs, I I guess.
2: They've they've got this weird rhythm because the multiplier goes up. And when you've got it to the max, you're like, if I stop now, I'll have to get it back up to the max again. So I may as well just keep doing this as long as I can. I don't know if it's meant to be like some kind of satirical take on what work is like or the kind of mindset of work. But you kind of get locked into like, I'm making so much money now. Like for every hour I work, you know, I'm getting so much more. I may as well just and yeah. you end up like making pies for like 5 days straight. Yeah. <laughs> in, like the day night cycle plays out around you and you hear the NPC say the shops are closing and you're like who am i making these
1: pies for? The shops are closed. Like it's just me. <laughs> just a maniac absolutely driven to produce pies. <laughs>
0: yeah. But, Imagine but- like going going into like your your high street in your town and just seeing someone there making pies <laughs> ceaselessly.
2: And they're just like, I'm making so much money right now, I can't stop. Um the the thing so that is like you know, the game is designed for you to play it like that, as in to play it endlessly. And yet for some reason there's only like five reactionary lines of NBC dialogue for each mini-game. So you're yeah. making you're basically making pies for maybe fifteen minutes of in-game time while someone constantly says like, oh that's a lovely pie. Or <laughs> well, check out the crust on that. Or you're a pie making champion. because I, I was playing Fable Three last year and I heard that so much. I wonder what, what's the audio version of Screen Burn? You know, where something is yeah. just there constantly and I know it's like Um yeah, I just couldn't uh, those sound clips are now embedded in my head yeah. forever.
0: <laughs> I, I have I have yeah screen burn for audio for some things. I can't remember if I mentioned it before, but there's um, an episode of, I think it's Star Stories, uh, which is like a sort of, you know, it's basically like impressionist comedians uh, telling a joke life story of like a pop star. And uh, because of that, there's an episode where they do take that and one of the characters just says, take that! And I cannot... (laughs) (laughs) I cannot ever... (laughs) think of <laughs> or pronounce take that like normal like i would anymore <laughs> i always just think take that <laughs> <laughs> love that <laughs> always it's a constant throughout my life though or like there's a um, uh a youtube video by a, like a comedy you know do you remember youtube comedy troops from like the early 2000s they're called those aren't muskets and they really like uh star trek and they did a song like that's like a kind of like joke uh rap about the next generation uh and about how horny it is and like i kind of have the lyrics to that playing on a background loop in my head constantly and i have (laughs) done since about 2005 oh dear i know
1: i can't get away from stuck yeah. with a comedy Star Trek rap in your head. <laughs> I know,
0: yeah. I could do it the USS years. Enterprise, get a P-U-S-S-O-I-N-A-T. So,
1: Shakespeare to shake because <laughs> fornication is the only way to make the next generation. Oh, my word. I know, it's awful. I can't Alice, know. I'm afraid I'm going to have to fire you from your own podcast.
2: <laughs> How many times did you watch this thing for it to become that embedded?
0: <laughs> not that many is the thing. I, <laughs> oh. like... I'm quite good at remembering song lyrics. So I watched it like a couple of times and now I'm just like, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it must have been a good, good rap if it was, uh, you know, if it stuck in the head like that. It's
0: memorable.
1: <laughs> Captain
0: pick, i love to get Yeah, I'm not going to. You do, you're doing <laughs> it again. Yeah. Do, do you have any audio sound burn brain, brain scre- screen savers like that? No.
1: Yeah. Um, do you remember the logical journey of the beanies? Oh well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zoomies. So, so when um, when I was like eleven and we had our first PC, I had well, I had Tie Fighter, but it kept breaking, and there was one really gruesome. Like I think it was like the Easter holidays, and Mum was a teacher and had the CD-ROM of Beanies. So me and my mate just played Logical Journey of the Beanies for like two weeks straight. And we just seemed to somehow, my perception, my memory of it, is that we spent 75% of our time making pizzas for tree stumps. (laughs) Yeah, more (laughs) toppings! More toppings! And that's, like, every time I eat pizza, I just imagine this enraged hunk of wood (laughs) growling for toppings. So, so, yeah, there's
2: that. Frickin' team beanies. The things you convince yourself are like video games because they're the only thing you have access to. Yeah, it's
1: amazing thinking now where I'm like a, a jaded lord being, you know, and there's my manservant, Steam, like staggering up the onyx stairs to my throne, my liege. I've collected delicacies from across the realms. You can play anything you wish, and should nothing take your fancy, you can acquire any new game in a matter of moments through the uh, magical world of cloud computing.
0: I can't believe no, that your manservant leave, leave me, is <laughs> Your manservant is is David Attenborough. <laughs>
1: yeah he is a bit isn't he? Um, but oh, that makes it even harder to be cruel to him, but I am I'm st- no, leave me, steam. I wish to stare into space <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, look we've done we've done one game that has menial tasks in it so far.
1: <laughs> what
2: Zubini's has menial tasks in it,
1: yeah, don't get more That's menial true. than making pizza for a tree. <laughs> <laughs> What about... um, Here's a cracker. Oh, uh, Don't Starve. Because that is a game that is... I was thinking about this. With the exception of the combat and some of the more complicated later game stuff, pretty much everything you do in that is really simple. Like, you know, you're just cobbling together garbage so as not to die... And, like, the the thing that makes it such a tense and good game, if you like that sort of thing, which I kind of do, is that there's constantly about seven different timers on the go. You know, like, the progress of day and night, your hunger, your temperature, whatever, and the state of your mind. And, like, if any of those timers hit zero, you know, it's... It's it's the Chuckle Brothers, But uh, you know, it's all it's, it's all bad news. It all starts to fall apart. But you know, taken in in isolation, satisfying any of those needs is actually pretty pretty straightforward business. It's the whole thing's an exercise in multitasking. So yeah, I I would say. That because you basically spend all of your time just doing the sort of busy work that Tom Hanks did in Castaway. <laughs> Is it a menial task
2: if it's like if survival hinges well, on it?
1: Well, yeah, if it's like collecting literal pig turds to fill up a farm with. Yeah, that's as medieval as it gets, mate. Mm. Yeah, I suppose in in case we get letters,
0: we should say that you know all. All labour is valuable. We're not demeaning anyone that does actually pull pints in real life. I, of course, I, yeah. you know, or,
2: or make pies for five days straight,
0: or makes pies for five days straight. Um, but yeah, no, survival games have a lot of that, I suppose. Uh, like, because you just have to. Yeah, the the game is the business of living.
2: I don't know if the, I just think the stakes are so high. That's oh, that's also true. You know, I don't yeah. know if I don't know if Menial suggest it like w- suggests not the stakes aren't high. You know, again, I'm not demeaning Menial. I this is a minefield, Alice. <laughs> no,
1: I know what you mean. <laughs> GTA's always done a good line in pointless tasks. Like I remember in, I mean, the only GTA I ever really sunk a, a lot of time into was San Andreas, but I remember. Like, a lot of the time I was playing that, I was I was doing essentially pointless things.
2: But they're pointless... Th- don't, everything in that game is
1: murder, isn't it? No, no, there's <laughs> loads of things that aren't murder. Like? Hmm, may say it. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think you could do, like, delivery driving and things like that. Oh,
2: okay, yeah.
1: You, uh, you
2: get a fire engine, go around putting out fires in GTAs. Um... That was that was always quite good, but most of the things, you know, it's menial, maybe menial for like an assassin, but it's assassination nonetheless. Like doing a drive-by
1: idea I, for a game called Reasonable Taxi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for
2: uh, for loads of menial tasks, um, uh, Yakuza like a dragon has got has got some doozies. Because, um, well, you can decide whether this this counts. There's like a trash collecting game, which in itself, you know, is it's quite menial, but it's got this mad arcade energy where there are like four maniacs competing to collect as much trash as possible in order to sort of impress some kind of trash king, get points, and then trade those points for special trash prizes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what that doesn't sound very menial. That sounds like a bin adventure fit for bin. Yeah,
2: uh, maybe it is a little too exciting. But you are fun. That, like I would just say that's a very canny boss who has made picking up cans seem a bit more exotic than it actually is.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if it. May, I sh, maybe I should change the title. Maybe it shouldn't be menial. But I, I really like the games where you're just like mowing someone's lawn. Or like, oh yeah, the job, you know, the job simulator type things, the job things. simulator stuff, yeah. Or like train station renovation sim, which is incredible, where <laughs> you just go to old train stations and tidy them up and repaint them and stuff.
1: How could I forget Deadliest Catch, the video game? Ah, that's um, yeah. That the uh, for those who don't know the backstory, I when I went on to ADHD medication which is Crank, I decided I'd (laughs) test it out on Deadliest Catch, the video game, because it just looked like a really janky simulation. And although I do like crabs, I just thought, if anything will test my ability to stick with a dull task, it's this. And my goodness, what a snooze fest. Uh, You spend a lot of time looking at the undersides of identical crab models Well, there's two different kinds: a male crab and a female crab, and you have to throw the females back so they can continue to breed new crabs. But yeah, you you just like O'Brien leaned in and said, "Do you want a picture of the the future of crab fisheries? (laughs) Imagine a human looking at the underside of one crab model again and again (laughs) for the rest of time."
0: (laughs) Yeah, I suppose what. I'm trying to what what I was sort of trying to convey with menial is is like regular jobs basically like the okay. the stuff you do in games where you're not a hero mm. you know what I mean,
2: I mean yeah, yeah, all those job simulators work. Did you play lawn mowing simulator?
0: I did it
2: was That's... very chilled, i thought, yeah, um except it had it had this slightly gamey thing where he you have this sort of uh almost like detective, uh, detective, uh, Batman detective vision, um, where you can like look at a lawn and bits that haven't been cut to the same length of <laughs> the others like glow. <laughs> and I like it's the great. idea that that's what a, a seasoned lawnmower, how they see oh, the yeah. world, you know? <laughs> oh, I love
1: that. It's, um... um... Are any of you into the, those sort of Count Trucula games? What are they called? The uh, the ones Alice O likes? Euro Truck Simulator and all that.
0: Yeah, Euro Truck and Train, train uh, Euro Truck.
2: I, I read a a really good article on The Guardian recently where they, uh, I think the, the, the series of articles is they f- sort of follow people in their work to kind of get you the true inside story. And they did this sort of like a week with this sort of long distance trucker Um, in the UK and it was a lot of it was about how like Brexit had really messed everything up and how work was uh, the the kind of pressures that were put on them to make up the lack of European drivers um, ever since everyone messed up um, things and but the thing that stood out to me he was talking about how scary it was when you know you can't make it you know you have to sleep but you know you can't make it to a kind of a designated trucking park where there's lots of security for trucks. And he was talking about the decision to like go in a lay-by and then trying to go to sleep, fearing that people may try and like rob your truck. Which apparently happens a lot, you know, especially if you've got one of the ones which are like not metal containers; they're like cloth, basically, or very thick plastic. Um, And I thought, do they ever do that in Truck Simulator? Because that it actually sounded like a horrible survival horror game where you've got something very precious that people are going to take at night unless you can get to a special truck
1: park. (laughs) Oh. That would, it does you know, sound it would be exciting yeah. if it made it goblins who stole there. Yeah, just something where you're...
2: Because he sort of described <laughs> being in his cabin, and you hear noises, and you're like, is that a load of people robbing my truck? Like, is it worth getting out, or will they, like, murder me? And you're like, F- Jesus. Like, that tension feels, like, very video gamey. Also, I'm sorry about his hard life.
0: Yeah, I I mean... <laughs>
2: I don't mean to imagine... make light of
0: it. No, no, no. <laughs> I just mean, like, imagine, like I just, like, Nate being like, oh, what if it was goblins? Like, the idea, like, what if the Guardian lad went on this <laughs> yeah. thing? It and was then like, me... one time,
2: I got up in the middle of the night and there were bloody goblins all over my <laughs> truck. I was just like, like, whoa, a, this is, <laughs> this is uh, not the turn I saw this article taking. <laughs>
0: a, yeah, a solid, sensible, like, Eddie Stobart driver being like, well, a lot of... uh what a lot of your layman drivers don't have to deal with is uh, the goblins. Sort of about thirty percent of our problems is, is 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 there's goblin wastage, basically the overheads.
1: <laughs> just right. like knackered accountants, just wearily <laughs> chalking up goblin-related losses for the quarter.
0: Yeah, January, January was a terrible, <laughs> terrible month for the goblin losses. Yeah,
1: we got gobbed up hard in January, yeah. folks.
0: <laughs> maybe I should change the title. That this is going to be a. I'll explain, but I maybe should change the title to like best ordinary jobs or something. We started off with menial tasks, but I'm I'm now deciding that's the wrong title, and it has it has limited the scope. Uh, but no, I never I never played sim, but like Alec mm-hmm. RPS and Peace was well into it, um, and he did a sort of all he he. And he loved Twin Peaks as well. And I think they added like to Portland or Oregon or wherever Twin Peaks. I haven't watched Twin Peaks. Uh and so he went on like a, a sort of they gave him early access to to it before it released so he could go on like a Twin Peaks kind of old man tour of <laughs> Euro Eurotruck. <laughs> or I guess not Eurotruck, because it's not in Europe. But you know, you know what I mean. <laughs>
1: Well, there's the famous Desert Bus as well, isn't there, if you really want a boring truck game? Oh,
0: yeah, Desert Bus for Hope. Yeah. I've never actually played that. I
2: think I I couldn't even tell you what it looked like. I've imagined it in my head based on what people have told me about it. but
0: it's I, I've played a bit, but I got very quickly, I got bored, and I was like, all right, yeah, this is what this is. Um, it's t- you just drive a bus. In real time, but you can't take your your like eye off it because it will list, it will drift off the road, basically. And it's a, it's a little bit pixely, um, but they do desert bus for hope now, where they just drive for charity. Uh, I can't remember it, the streamers who do it, but
1: isn't the like the bias on the steering like really cruelly minuscule as well? So you can take your eye off for like. Five minutes, but you know, not quite long enough to go for a Wii or anything. <laughs> so it keeps sort of tantalising you with the. Uh, that's I seem to remember someone saying saying I'm never going to play it myself,
0: mm. even if like the, the background of it is weird because like it was a mini game in like a a pen and teller game from the nineties. There was a collection of mini games. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the minigames from this Penn & Teller that was initially... I don't know if it, it didn't release or it got like a really tiny release or something. And just for some reason, they just had this real-time trip across the desert.
2: We, uh, we killed we & Teller in Borderlands 3. Do you remember oh, that, Oh, we mate? really
1: did, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely butchered them. <laughs>
2: yeah, that was a thing.
1: Were, were they voiced by themselves? Well, I-, I mean, obviously, the, the silent one wouldn't have been voiced by... Uh, yeah, I think so.
2: It's quite, yeah, it'd be weird to say it was them and it not be them. They're mates with uh, Randy Pitchford, aren't they? Because they're oh, all yeah, magicians. Oh, he's,
0: yeah, he's famously a magician as well. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> LOL. Uh, <laughs> uh, I went to see Penn and Teller in Vegas. Oh, uh, was it good? It was very good. They did. They did basically in the middle do a trick that was just, basically like a a five minute libertarian polemic about rights and stuff Um, right and they 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 sell key change that have like that they're a a kind of it's like a a key ring that's like a a quite a substantial lump of metal and it has a copy of like the declaration of independence or like you know all their rights the american sort of rights Mm. first amendments all that on there uh and they sell it specifically so you can keep it in your pocket or whatever when you go through airport security so that when they stop you, you can say, take my rights and uh, give them this keychain. I know. I was like, oh, Ugh. get a load of this guy kind of rolling my eyes. Because if I was behind someone doing that, queuing to, I like, I'm trying to get through security, get on a plane, and then some <laughs> loser, <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> gets out his key ring and is like take my rights and then like it, you know looks around proudly for people to be like oh you know
1: what a hero like i would just throws up to be einstein yeah like what a do- what a loser <laughs> like
2: uh, oh that's a just, shame i like i, I like their magic I, I watch clips of their show where the magicians try and trick them uh on YouTube. That's all YouTube serves me because I watched so much of it after Christmas. It was driving Catherine up the wall, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 I like that show as well. I like the little dragon with his dog who was on it years ago. Um but yeah their their show was really good. They are in general I also think it's stupid when people are like stick to your day job when like uh, you know, but Penn and Teller should definitely just stick to being magicians. Mm. <laughs> and not not have libertarian opinions. Libertarians shouldn't be allowed opinions. <laughs> it's a funny old mix,
1: isn't it? Like, you know That's the
0: official position I've adopted.
1: <laughs> like cheeky fun illusion and <laughs> political brow beating, yeah. It wasn't even a good
0: trick, I can't even remember it. But the other tricks they did were really good. They did the goldfish the goldfish one was really, really good. Um but anyway. <laughs> We're talking uh, not about penitella, but about yeah, the boring jobs. standard jobs that you do in video games. I'm surprised someone
2: hasn't turned the home base paint mixing into a sim yet, because Ooh. I used to, I, I used to do that as a job. Did what, you? Well I well I went out to Home Base, I did a lot of the, the paint mixing machine and there's something, uh, you know, there's quite a few steps to it. Nothing too complicated, but I could see that getting into the sort of the, the, the zen kind of place of, of that these games kind of tap into. I'd say there's enough variables. You know, someone describes like the room they want painted, and you have yeah. to give them the right kind of paint and the right kind of finish and everything. Um, oh, that'd
0: be good. Because it's big on there's that Australian comedian who does TikToks of him trying to guess what color it's going to be when it, when it's shook shooken up.
1: Oh right, oh that's a oh good, those that's... are really satisfying to watch. Yes. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah.
0: yeah, very good. Um, That'd be a very good game.
1: Use, Do you
2: remember the? You know, do you look? They used to advertise the paint matching service, where there are adverts on TV where if you saw something in the real world, you could take it into the shop and then they'd scan it and get you that colour. And the gimmick was always, you know, someone would steal like a child's toy car. And then yeah. get it scanned. But the reality was, you could only scan things that were very th- basically paper. Like, <laughs> you know, cause the scanning device only had a very, very thin slot you could put stuff in. And people would bring all kinds of like weird ass shit in. Or they'd bring uh, the thing they'd bring in is like something which had loads of color on it and like one speck of the color they wanted. And you're like, your scanning lens is just going to look at all the colors and make brown. I'm telling you now, it's going to be brown. And you put it in, and lo and behold, it would come out brown. And they were like, well, it's not that at all. And you're like, well, I'm I'm just trying to tell you, like the advert on TV isn't quite how it works. It's a bit more delicate than that. But people do not want to hear that from 17-year-old me. Uh, People aren't ready to know the truth of the the Dulux paint mixing machine
0: you can't handle the truth
2: (laughs) yeah yeah you'd often just go while the paint while the machine's working it out why don't you look at the paint swatches and guess which you think is closest and (laughs) then just say yeah it's that (laughs) (laughs) because that's all it does (laughs) is give you a swatch it doesn't invent a new color for you you know uh, I see. Okay. So you'd be like, "No way! That's exactly what the machine said." You've got a good eye. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's like that guy that uh, uh, sued Lynx for because uh, he used it for years and he never got any chicks. <laughs> oh, the, I don't. And <laughs> the adverts told him he would. <laughs> I mean,
2: those adverts were preposterous.
0: They made it look like
2: more of a problem, didn't they? You put on a tiny bit of links, and then like they, you know that uh, those zombie piles in World War Z, where they all, like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like that, but with babes.
1: <laughs> yeah, it really made women look like vermin.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> One sniff, and they'll punch through a wall. <laughs> uh.
0: Oh mate.
2: <laughs> It's too risky. I can't risk it. That's why, that's why I go with a,
1: you know, shore for men. House instantly becomes helm's deep for babes.
2: <laughs> you just don't need it. You don't need it. You don't want it.
0: Maybe that's what happened to the king in Elden Ring. He used Lynx one oh, time. Yeah.
2: But that would suggest then he'd be covered in babe limbs and he's not. He You know, lovely lovely legs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Deeply upset by that.
2: (laughs) I'm not very good at sensual talk. Uh, Wilma's
0: like... Warehouse again <laughs> yeah. yeah oh yeah Wilma's Warehouse
1: <laughs> <Yeah, very> good <laughs> Should... <laughs> trying to bail you out here
0: Matthew <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they actually I interviewed them um uh
1: what the babes <laughs> I, yeah
0: <laughs> no, I interviewed Haggett and Hogg the uh the lads who did Walmart's warehouse and it was born out of the, you know, when you work in in the stock in the back room, there is a satisfaction in getting it how you want it, you know, and there's sort of a, a creativity in, in that you're, you know, how it all works and you can put the stuff where you want sort of thing. Uh, so that's a very good example.
1: <laughs> there you go. I think that means we win the podcast. We've reached the apex.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, quick, Nate, usher us into the cavern of lies.
1: Let's go underground. <coughs> oh no, I haven't made a coffee. Um, let me find something to roar into. Uh, <laughs> the cavern of lies. Oh, that what
2: had a that? sort of old-timey music hall kind of mic sound.
1: Yeah, it was faintly uh, Sir Terence Blunder, actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, our, our old friend. Um, okay, so um, you know, you remember that episode where we decided all e threes would take place inside my psyche? Yeah. Mm.
0: Was that the same one where we also decided the audience would be Matthew clones, or was that? That's a... correct. Okay, yeah. yeah.
1: So you're both clones of Matthew, and you're inside my mind. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> And um, basically, I'm, uh, my manservant Steam has been dismissed. I don't want to play any games. And I'm just uh, I'm sit- sat on my throne staring vacantly into space, just remembering the most boring moments uh, in games that I've played. Um, and you aren't privy to my inner monologue. So, you don't know which are real memories and which are me saying, wouldn't it be funny if I did that? Okay. Um, So, here are... It's a bit quick fire today. There's eight. And four of them are real unconventional, some would say underwhelming ways that I have played games. Okay. And four I've made up. Okay? All right. Okay. Let's do it. So, uh, first up, Um, classic weirdo uh, multiplayer immersive sim space station 13 Uh, I played, uh, so it's a big space station that goes wrong and everyone plays different roles in it and I was uh, I had uh, uh, got really fond of playing the botanist and I would do absolutely nothing I would just grow plants that the station needed like an actual NPC uh, for like the whole hour, but I would secretly grow a tiny little crop of very potent um like l s d soaked weed basically uh and when the station started to fall apart, my favorite thing to do uh would be to then dress up as a scientist uh go to run up to people trapped. Uh, in like a disintegrating bit of station. Say, oh, I've I've made this serum. (laughs) If you take this, uh, you can breathe vacuum and you'll be fine. Uh, So they would then take it, because I'd disguise it as like tea, uh, and then leap into the void, at which point the visuals on their game would completely bungle um, (laughs) and that they would expire surrounded by hallucinations. Uh, So yeah, just an hour of gardening followed by spiking someone's space tea.
2: Okay.
0: So I know he does play that, but I don't know if he's done if you can do all that in it or if that's just something he wishes he could do because <laughs> there's a different game where you he did there was a big drug element Submit. So okay, I'm suspicious of that one.
1: So, then there was um uh I I love my Rimworld challenge playthroughs and I did one where I, I I started with a colonist with pretty much minimum level stats. uh, And he started in a map with a big mountain. And I decided my objective would be for this man who knew nothing about mining to mine away the entire mountain and build it on the other side of the map uh, after processing the raw stone into blocks. And he just had to keep himself alive while doing that. And uh, it took 15 in-game years how how long did it take outside game? Uh, a, a couple of days play. Okay, a couple of days to build an
0: artificial mountain. That's plausible. He's such to decide because Nate will either hyperfocus and and spend two days doing a mountain, or in the middle of building the mountain, he'll find he'll think of something else that would be more fun to do, and then he'd yeah. do that.
1: Oh no. I've just realized my former boss is judging these. (laughs) You know my as well. Okay. What about my Skyrim Egg Museum? Oh, no. This feels like
2: bait. That's also the name of my favorite Korean soap opera.
1: (laughs) It's very simple. I just got the house in Whiterun and determined to ram all of the cupboards with eggs. Uh, There's a lot of different eggs in the game. Uh, so yeah, I tried because there's all the weird, horrible bug ones that the gollum men have, uh, and yeah, I it's a bit like that thing where the person filled a house with cabbages. Only I just filled all the cupboards with eggs, and I sorted the eggs by species by cupboard. Is
2: this is this egg bait?
0: I feel like this might be egg bait because <laughs> we've been talking a lot about eggs on the podcast. Recently. I
2: do, you know, I like the word egg. So egg is a good word. It's a fun it word to say. Lowers my defences.
0: Yeah, and it, but the other thing is that Ed uh, eggs are an obsession that predates Nate appearing on this podcast.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, me and eggs go way back. Uh,
0: so speaking uh, I, I, of the good old days, I mean, mm-hmm. I was gonna, um, I was going to point to the uh, egg tweet about Father Christmas uh, as Exhibit A. So yeah. Uh, that's,
1: and the um my second most successful tweet ever, which is about a Scotsman hatching out of an egg.
0: Mm. mm. I still think that's probably egg, but anyway, four. Sorry, carry on. Uh
1: so I was gonna say another blast from the past for you, Alice. Um yeah. you know I love playing uh Player Unknowns Battlegrounds in weird ways. Yeah. Um so obviously you talked to me about worm protocol. Yeah, I'm aware
0: of worm protocol.
1: The Lord humongous Adventure and all those things And um, Where are Lord uh, humongous I came up with a new really fun uh role play to do, which you know involves push to talk so you know nearby players can hear you uh i role played an estate agent uh seeing if I could survive long enough to run up to people in buildings and start loudly trying to sell them the building completely <laughs> unarmed and just see if I could pitch it uh, before getting shot to pieces. Uh, um, what was
0: your success? Did people let you do your spiel? Or did they shoot you immediately?
1: Well, some people said f*** off first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but mostly, yeah, it, it, I, I wouldn't call it a resounding success. Uh, the, the Plunkbat player base... Uh, not exactly fond of whimsy, I don't think. No, <laughs> no that's true. They're not, they're not known for it, no. Uh, next is the time uh, I completed The Last of Us uh, while hard role playing, as like Joel having gone mad with grief and deciding he was this legendary figure called Saramus the Brick Knight. Uh, who would only fight using bricks and planks. I uh, only used a gun once in the game uh, to shoot the rope that you're forced to do in a cutscene because you've been hoisted by it in a trap. Okay. It was good. I did a lot of charging into rooms and declaring, okay. I am Ceramus the Brick Knight. Okay. Um, All right. All uh, right, three more. Yeah. Minecraft, I made a continent by hand. <laughs> <laughs> there was one little pillar of dirt sticking out the ocean when the map generated. So I got a load of sand and just started moving in concentric circles around it for about a day. I was very depressed at the time. Um, but eventually I got soil on there. It was like a really rubbish version of that sky block mode basically. Um, but it, yeah, ended up as a nice little continent, probably about 300 blocks across. Okay. I'll never get those hours back. Um <laughs> In So you'll know about Giga Knight in Crusader Kings 3, the character I maxed out yep. um, using the custom character creator. After that, I wanted to see what happens if I did the opposite. Uh, so I made a Mongolian ruler called Genghis Kant, um, <laughs> who had minimum stats across the board. And I spent the game trying to do nothing and, and just not get destroyed. <laughs>
0: So I just really enjoyed that part. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was happy with that. Um, it was a very boring game. I didn't I didn't see that through. Um, okay. And finally, uh, the first time I ever played a game online was 1997 and Ultima Online. Uh, and I started as I meant to go on with games. I generated a character that had a scraggly white beard, wore nothing but a pair of black leather chaps, and I just went to, like, the biggest persistent battlefield in the world where monsters were constantly spawning outside of town and tried to make a living as a tin miner. And I was, like, chatting with people about tin. And they were just... They were only interested in, in like, buying incredibly high-level potions to combat monsters, uh, which, of course, you know, I didn't even understand the game enough to work out the existence of... Um, Yeah, it it was absolutely punishing. I got killed a lot, but I did mine 10. Okay. So, So. recap of the eight. Uh, (laughs) I was a gardener come drug saboteur in Space Station 13. Mm -hmm. I moved a mountain in Rimworld. I made an egg museum in Skyrim. Uh, I sold real estate in Plunkbat, I brained a load of fungus men with a brick in Last of Us, made a continent by hand in Minecraft, made the sad, saddest Mongolian leader in history in Crusader Kings 3, and I was a sort of a weird fetish hillbilly in Ultima Online.
0: All right, okay. Uh, so we have a slight advantage in that I know Ceramus is real because Nate told me about it before and has forgotten that he told me. Boo! <laughs> <So>. <laughs> You that's one bullet dodged, so that's one that's one bullet dodged, I know ce is real uh it was very funny <laughs> um, mm. um
2: <sighs> I think the mountain is fake,
0: oh, I was gonna say I think either the mountain or the continent is fake, uh yeah, one of them's true, one of them's fake, yeah uh,
2: i'm I don't know rimworld that well. I'm going to say the mountain is fake.
0: I'm going to say the mountain is fake. I I think I'm falling down on the uh, Skyrim Egg Museum being egg bait. I think that's fake. I don't
1: think there are that many eggs. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to... Which one are you going to knock out next?
2: Mountain, Rimworld. Yeah.
1: Uh, Ooh la la. So that's that- yep, fake. You were right. Yeah, okay, great. Okay,
2: I never know if the, if it's like ooh la la, your choice was wrong, or nice, <laughs> your choice is right, or the other. One. Yeah. yeah,
1: okay. Yeah, I think we've we've changed that tradition <laughs> many times. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's fun. Uh, okay, so you cleared cleared a mine. Okay, I think well, I think the egg museum is egg bait. What do you think, Matthew?
2: Yeah, I th- I think that could be egg bait. Okay. We'll okay, go, we're
1: ooh gonna clear. Oh, nice. I never made an egg (laughs) museum. I don't like eggs that much. (laughs) One fake left in the five. No, you got two. It was evens this time. It's a danger mode.
0: Yeah, okay. You
1: will lose if you get one wrong.
2: Oh, right.
0: Oh, man. Okay. Instant death. Ceramus is real. I think making the continent in Minecraft is real. Um, I think Crusader Kings 3 is real. I think Plunk. Plunkbat is fake.
1: Yeah, I agree. You've you, 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 known me all this time and you don't think I would role play an estate agent in Plunkbat. I think you would, I just don't think you have. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a tidy answer. Your instincts are right, young owl. Yes. Uh, <sighs> yeah, that was fake. Oh. Okay, all right. So, you're down to Space Station 13's Garden saboteur, <laughs> the one man continent in minecraft, Genghis Khan not and uh my weird mining role play in Ultima online okay. Is can
2: Geng- can't just a good put a good pun spun into a, into an anecdote
0: <laughs> I believe that that he would he would try and then you'd find
1: it boring <laughs> and not and, yeah and I then did confess not, to that after all yeah,
0: and not play the game out um uh i I think it's between space Station thirteen and Ultima online
2: the space Station thirteen was so detailed it had yeah. the very it had the like lived in feel of a the the level of detail
0: but i it it feels like a composite of something he's told me about rimworld before if it's a lie it's such a it's such a cleverly constructed lie I think oh man if we get this wrong the stakes have never been lower. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I don't know enough about Ultima to make that call cool. That's the other thing
0: Yeah, me either And he said 1997 as well
2: Was he weird back in 97?
1: No, it's a very complete straight arrow <laughs> I Just did had... my work, went to sleep, <laughs> ate my spinach
0: I'm leaning towards Space Station 13 personally but...
1: yeah. yeah,
2: go on then, why not?
0: All right, we're saying Space Station Thirteen.
1: Uh, imagine Han Solo in Star Wars saying, "It's true, all of it." Oh, oh no! It happened. Oh. It was that game is incredible. You really can do anything. Okay. Uh, the imposter was Genghis Khan. I just oh, like oh
2: I knew it, Matthew s- s- said it was a good
0: pun. I'm sorry, Matthew. I uh talk me out of it
1: it's okay though because it's at this point you realize as matthew clones you are only ever figments of my imagination anyway so you just dissolve back into (laughs) the milieu of my psyche
0: oh oh, good okay
1: which is death in a way oh oh, no
0: (laughs) quick let's let's (laughs) try try and escape into the real world matthew (laughs) thank you very much for that uh cavern nate which was a another glimpse for us and the listener in into the the swirling uh technicolor morass of your brain
1: um well happy with that it was very
3: good
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, listener, for joining us this week. Uh, All that is left now is for us to quickly do some recommendations because every week we recommend something that is not a video game. Matthew, what are you bringing to the recommendation table this week?
2: So as I said, I've mostly been playing video games, which makes it difficult. Um, I have been watching uh, the uh, Amazon adaptation of the Jack Reacher books, Ah. Reacher, um, which I've been enjoying. It's very Good, like, dinner time fare. The guy in it is an absolute monster. He's huge. Like he's, just ma- like, he's just big in, like, every way. He's like you set all the character sliders to max, you know, and you get this just tank of a man. And there's just something, a bit like John Cena and things, there's something just satisfying about someone who's just so... Like abnormally <laughs> huge, and just everyone has to like deal with it in the room. It just—I don't know—it makes me laugh.
1: No, I, I, I'm a big fan of Brutes. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, lovely. Uh, I am going to recommend. Uh, it's also on Amazon Prime, but I'm sure there are other ways of procuring it. Um, it's called. Well, it's the the international version is is last one laughing or LOL, um, oh, but the yeah. the. Yeah, the original was um, uh, is Japanese. And it's called Documental. Um, uh, and the premise is 10 comedians are locked in a room for six hours uh, and they have sort of two strikes. Basically, they have to try and make each other laugh uh, and not laugh themselves. And you have two chances and, and then you're out basically to laugh, to, to laugh or smile. You're not allowed to cover your face um or cover up that you're laughing you just have to stop yourself laughing or smiling at anything anyone else does um it's weirdly not a funny show to watch most of the time uh but it's oddly compelling uh there's
1: a Canadian is it a version. bit like the old one where people got like tortured in a library what <laughs> <laughs> part a japanese game show well like there were people in a library and they took it in turns. It was like Russian roulette, and if they drew like the bad card, like a sumo wrestler would come in and wallop them and they uh, had to be silent. I
0: don't know. I mean there's there's an Australian one and a Canadian one, which are in English, and then there's a German one, um, I think a Spanish so, one. So me and Catherine are obsessed with this show. Are you? Yeah, and I can
2: tell you after doc- Documental is the best. The second best is definitely the Italian one. Okay. The Italian one. There's two seasons of it, and then after the Italian one, then watch the Canadian one because the okay. Canadian one's got people you recognise in it. That that's my order of greatness. Uh, the other ones. <laughs> it's really weird how they all like put their own twist on the format and add like yeah. unnecessary guff on top of it. But I I I absolutely love a documental. It's like one of my favourite things.
0: I would say that I find the the documental, which is, yeah, the, the original, the Japanese one, the most interesting. Uh, and it is interesting seeing like how different countries have like, you know, like in sort of UK or English language comedy, you'd recognize like someone who does like surreal, absurdist humor, someone that does, you know, like sketch it, someone that does one liners, uh, musical comedy and stuff. And there's versions of that in different countries that are just sort of not the same. Uh, and it's really interesting. I would say that uh, in Documental, they do c- take all their clothes off quite a lot. Usually around the fourth hour, you will start uh, seeing them undress. Uh, and in-, <laughs> in particular, uh, at some points, it, it one of the comedians of one of the later seasons um, pretends to be a masseuse, and then it sort of becomes like a very specific kind of pornography, watching like middle-aged Japanese men uh, basically whack each other off to try and make each other laugh. <laughs> have, <laughs> but... have you watched any of the seasons exactly? where they start peeing?
2: No. Oh, so... okay. <laughs> it's funny because when they do it, they censor it with this like rainbow effect, and it's really <laughs> funny because it looks like rainbows are shooting out of them. It's, it really, really, really makes
0: me laugh. <laughs> but that would maybe be... Uh, viewer discretion is advised.
2: Oh yeah, it's really <laughs> full on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because in the the like the Canadian one, they don't do any of that.
2: <laughs> no, definitely not.
0: Um.
1: Uh. But yeah. Uh. Give it a shot. Uh. Nate, what have you got this week? Well, I had one prepared, and it's gone out of my head now because I was so fascinated by this bizarre TV show. <laughs> uh, let me scroll through my tabs and I see what I was frantically googling earlier. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, the Birmingham Wildlife Conservation Park. Uh, me and Ashley went on a day out there uh, last week, and it's a really charming little uh, bijou zoo just outside Birmingham. It's only seven quid to get in, um, only about an hour and a half, two hours to go round, but they got a Komodo dragon. Oh, that's cool. You love them, they Komodo got marmosets. Dragon. Yeah, and they got all the night boys. We saw three sloths, one of whom had a baby, so it was four sloths really. Move! They actually did worm protocol across the whole of the night house, like just following each other in this adorable slow conga uh, across a rope. Um, and there was an armadillo scurrying around at the same time. Action packed. Really liked it. Oh. Seven quid, extraordinarily well spent. And I had a fruit pastel lolly.
0: That sounds like an ideal day there you go uh well thank you very much listener for joining us for this uh, episode 176 of uh, the electronic wireless show uh this was the best regular job special i guess changed halfway through but don't worry about it that's how we vibe here we're very cash um <laughs> uh, you can find rock paper shotgun on social media channels uh, just search for rock paper shotgun on facebook twitter or youtube um where uh we've got some lovely Elden Ring videos going up courtesy of Fitbed Liam uh you can get in touch with us by emailing podcast at rockpapershotgun.com. you can join the discord uh, the link will be in the show notes where you can chat not just about the podcast but about loads of games and game related things um and uh yeah for all your pc gaming needs just go to www.rockpapershotgun.com uh and it's good bye from us until next week. So thank you very much again for joining us. But it's goodbye from me, Alice Bell. It's goodbye from Matthew, age 16.
1: Goodbye. And it's goodbye from Bin Lord. Backflips into a bin. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.